Listening to the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm really stoked today because um, poor Sarah is outnumbered. I'm really outnumbered this time. Usually it's just by two. There are six other like, DCEs yeah. in the studio today. Very right, well. My I'm sorry. There's one other official DCE in the studio, and we have five DCE students in yeah, the studio. I'm so very left out today. You could be a DCE student, Sarah. I could go back to school and be a DCE. <laughs> that true. would fit right in your list of multi-potentialite stuff. absolutely would. You're <laughs> <Thanks>. right. <laughs> so we're going to chat with some students from Concordia University Chicago in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. So some friends from our alma mater yes. in studio today. We have Dr. Debbie Arson. She is president, or professor of Concordia Christian Education at Concordia University, also director of the DCE program, and did I understand correctly now, director of synodical placement that's as well? correct, yes. Wow. Anything else you want to add to that list? Uh, I think that's enough. Okay, that, that's <laughs> plenty for now. So, welcome back. Glad to have you thanks. on the Coffee Hour again, yeah. and thanks for bringing students here to the International Center so we could spend some time with them and, and uh, learn more about what it's like to be a student at CUC. Glad to be here. In studio today, we have a large number of students. Well, large for the studio. We have five students. So you're going to meet two now and three in just a little bit. So joining us right now, we have Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Brian, what year are you? I'm a junior in the DCE program. A junior. All right. Well, we're going to learn more about what led to you becoming a DCE student in just a little bit. And we also have Grace. Good morning, Grace. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What year are you, Grace? I'm a senior. A senior. Congratulations. It's, uh, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, are you preparing for internship? Is that right? Right. We get our placements next week, so I'll know oh, where I'm going. That's, that's not like, nerve-wracking at all, is it? Not at all. <laughs> Just big life change. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Arson, tell us a, a little bit about the DCE program. What is, and you can you can you know, drag your students in to answer this question as well, if you want. If you want to make pop it like quiz. a pop quiz for the students, you're certainly welcome to do that. Um, what is a director of Christian education? So we define a, a DCE as a lifespan educator in the church. So our students are trained uh, essentially from cradle to grave. They take all kinds of courses, such as youth ministry, children and family ministry, church leadership, parish teaching for little kids all the way up through adults, small groups, things like that. And so we found all of our education in Christian education, um, along with a minor in theology, so that they have a broad base of education going into church ministry. So how long have DCEs been serving the church in this way? The DCE program started, I was approved by Synod in 1959, oh, wow. and so just a few years ago, we celebrated 60 years in in our church body, and our Concordia, Concordia Chicago, as well as Concordia Nebraska, were the first two Concordias to ever have a DCE program. Very cool. So DCEs have been around for a little while, and when we look at the history of DCEs, even before the LCMS, I mean, the educator that that lifelong or lifespan educator really goes back even further right yeah i mean it you know we look at it as not just you know youth ministry or sunday school or things like that but we really want to be able to educate and embrace the whole congregation so in what ways do dces directors of christian education serve the church today 
Probably the most common uh, areas are in the area of Christian education, specifically uh, Sunday school, vacation Bible school, uh, adult education, confirmation are most common. Also, youth ministry. We've seen a, a large growth of children's ministry and family ministry. Occasionally, there are DCEs who have special interests. So, for example, when I was in the parish, I have a music background, so mm-hmm. I served in church music. And some might be doing outreach and evangelism. But I'd say those areas of Christian education and youth are most common. I feel like that would take a lot of, I don't know, formation to become a DCE. What does that DCE formation look like for the students that we have in studio with us today? Yeah, along with all those classes that they take, uh, we do field work. So that's a part of their requirement. So for usually two to three years while they're on campus, they are working in local congregations and they're getting experience doing all those things. They're helping with youth. They're helping with Sunday school. And we want them to understand that it's not just what you learn in a classroom, but then what you actually do into the parish. So by this time, the four here that are seniors have had all of their required field work and all the required classes, and they are ready to go. So what are those various classes that, <laughs> I know it's it's a rather lengthy list, but what are some of the highlights of the classes <laughs> yeah. that make up that, that formation? Right. So they do youth ministry class. Uh, we have a class called Church Leadership and Ministerial Ethics. We want them to understand what it means to be a spiritual leader in the church and understand the ethics of ministry. Uh, They do a family and children's ministry class. We do two parish teaching classes, one that focuses in on early childhood through confirmation, because a lot of DCEs will do children's messages or maybe preschool chapel or school chapel, and then confirmation in terms of different models to enhance um, the basic education of the the content of confirmation, but also maybe doing retreats and small group mentors and getting adults involved in confirmation. Um, They also learn about how to do small group ministry, adult education, um, all those kinds of classes. So now here's the the proof. We get to talk to the (laughs) students. How many of you knew the history of DCEs when Dr. Ashton was talking about that? How many of you knew? Do you remember? Yeah. How many are freely admitting? Oh, okay. <laughs> they knew a little bit about the. They knew it. They knew the history. They're great students. Did All you know right. the history, Andy? Um, it's been <laughs> it's been over twenty years since I studied That's that history, fair. and I had a refresher a few years ago when we talked with Dr. Karpenko yes. actually for yes, DCE Day. So, do y'all have that on your calendar for June? Was it June 24th? June 26th. 26th. Is National DCE Day. Yes, June 26th, National day. DCE Day. So mark your calendars now. <laughs> All right, let's go back to our students then. Let's talk about what led you to consider this vocation. Was there someone that was influential in your life, Grace? Yes, I had a DCE from the time I was in, about middle school through high school. Um, her name is Danielle Mizell. She was wonderful. And watching what she did, um, I was really inspired to consider that for myself. And she put me in a bunch of leadership positions in our church. And so I was able to see that this is where my gifts are. This is what I'm really interested in. So then what was that next step to becoming a DCE? Um, when did you take that first step? Did you go visit campus or... How, how did you take that next step? Yeah, she was a Seward grad, and so she took me there, and I visited, and I was pretty set on going there. But when I visited Concordia, Chicago, I loved the campus, I loved the community, and so, um, yeah, signed up and loved it ever since. 
How about you, Brian? What uh, what led you to consider this path of DCE? Was there someone influential in your life? Yeah, for sure. I think in a similar way to Grace, um, it was my campus or my um, you know home church DCE that really um, kind of encouraged me to um, do DCE ministry. Kind of even as I was still a youth, like she really encouraged me to um, you know take leadership positions on different teams and sent me to what's now called Youth Lead, um, which is a um, synod um, kind of leadership week of training for um, youth throughout uh, in many congregations. So I think really um, doing those things is uh, really kind of what helped me to kind of see myself as a leader and then also kind of started pushing me towards uh, those leadership positions as well. And you're you're welcome to to give shout outs to those DCEs who encouraged <laughs> you as well. Who was your DCE? Um, Karen Dutton. All right, very yep. good. And, and Grace, how about yours? Danielle Mizell. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. All right. All right. <laughs> so, what has now, Brian? You're a junior, so you've had a couple of years of of experience in the field as a as a student, um, and you've had four years now, right, Grace, of that that experience in the field. What has what class Grace has been most challenging for you now that you're a senior, or what what part of this process has been most challenging? And you haven't had internship yet, so we'll just uh, we know that that's the hardest part. So, <laughs> yeah, I think field work was definitely something that there was a learning curve with that because you can learn, you can read all the books, you can learn everything in class, but going in person and meeting the students and connecting with them was. Uh, something that was challenging at first, but it's been so rewarding too. And I love the church that I'm at. It's a great community to be a part of. How about you, Brian? What's been most challenging so far? Yeah, I think sometimes um, it is just with the um, kind of class content. Sometimes you run into things and you're like, hmm, ministerial ethics. You're like, I just want to go love on kids. And um, I think that's kind of hard uh, sometimes. So on the flip side of that, Brian, what's been, uh, what's been, well, no, I don't want to get to enjoy yet. What has been the most uh, formative thing that you've been able to learn or, or experience in either your classes or, or your field work? Um, I think with field work is just building those relationships with the kids that are um, in your youth group. So I think just getting to know people, um, meeting them where they're at and getting to share the love of Jesus is probably the most formative thing that I've been doing as a DC. Yeah. Grace, what about you? So recently I did my senior project for my field work, and that was planning and leading a retreat for the high school students. And so taking that process from start to finish of writing the Bible studies, doing all the planning, but then going and having the fun was really formative. Yes. All right. So now what has been most enjoyable? What, what's what been uh, a lot of fun for you to be able to do that you've, you've, really, uh, you've really enjoyed being able to do in your time at Concordia? Uh, Grace? I've really enjoyed uh, the students in our program. We're all friends and we have a lot of fun together um, in classes, whether we're teaching, practicing teaching Bible studies, giving children's messages, we'll act like little kids and misbehave for each other <laughs> to kind of throw a little challenge in there. But learning alongside everyone here has been so much fun. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Um, can I have the question again? Sorry. Yeah. What's been most enjoyable about your time uh, that, that you've really enjoyed, really gotten into uh, with your either your classes or your field work that that's just been really great for you? Yeah, I think um, definitely like getting to know other D.C. students is something that's really awesome. Just um, kind of that community of D.C.E.s around me in the program is really awesome. I remember as a D.C.E. student practicing home visits. Did you have you practiced home visits? Is that part no, of? No, we haven't. So we had to practice going and to someone's home and visiting them. I know it's 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 a little bit different. That was very common back then, especially for Lutheran teachers too, to go to oh, a yeah. student's home and do a home visit. And I remember practicing that and thinking, 
and other students coming to visit me in the dorm too and thinking, wow, this is kind of unusual. But I learned so much in that experience. You learn so much about someone just by visiting them in their home, in their context. And, and it was such a valuable experience as a DCE. But that's not about me. And this isn't about my life as a DCE. It's but about these students. Like, you're bubbly, though. This I, is fun for you. <laughs> I know. I realized I was usurping all the questions it's and not fine. getting Sarah it's a chance okay. to talk because I was excited to talk with other DCE <laughs> students. We have more students to talk with from the Concordia University Chicago DCE program in just a moment. We want to say thanks to Dr. Debbie Arston for bringing bringing your students and spending some time with us. I know that you need to move on and and go let uh, the next meeting know that we're running a little behind. (laughs) So thank you so much for bringing students today. We're going to talk with some more students from CUC in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates, DCE. I'm Sarah Golseth, not DCE. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Did I mention I'm a DCE? Maybe once or twice. Uh, But we have DCE (laughs) students from Concordia University Chicago with us in studio today, learning about their lives as students in the DCE program. If you're not familiar with the term DCE, where were you the last 15 minutes? (laughs) Director of Christian Education. So in studio, we have Samantha. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. And Samantha, what year are you? I'm a senior. Senior as well. And Benjamin, senior as well? Yes. Welcome, Benjamin. Thank you for having me. And Abby, welcome. morning. Also a senior? Yes, also a senior. Congratulations. Thank you. So poor Brian is the only junior that came on this trip, (laughs) right? Do you guys just get to pick on him or do you tell him (laughs) all the wonderful things that seniors get to do? All the wonderful yeah. things. <laughs> He's putting up with this well. <laughs> he gets tired of other questions that we get. So, so let's start with Samantha. What what led you to consider the DCE vocation in this formation? Someone influential? Yeah, very similar to the stories of Grace and Brian. I also had a very influential DCE in my life when I was in middle school and into early high school. Um, shout out to DCE turned pastor Adam Rodriguez. Um, but it was just a really great example, and we we're. It was a wonderful experience to see him and his wife um, living out that form of ministry, and I really want to follow in their footsteps. Very cool. How about you, Abby? So I actually had several different youth leaders throughout my time, um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't actually go into college wanting to be a DCE. I knew I wanted to do something in ministry, um, but I came into Concordia with starting in the elementary education program. And a couple of months in, I realized I did not want to be in the classroom after doing some <laughs> observation hours. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually sitting in the 60th anniversary chapel service of the DCE program. And that was when I realized that this is what I want to be doing, just hearing all the DCEs talk about it, what they do in ministry and be excited about it. So that's how I got into DCE ministry. Wow. How about you, Benjamin? Yeah, uh, so my mom actually worked not as a DCE, but as a musician at our church. She was a worship director there. So I always had seen the backgrounds of ministry. Um, and then when I was in high school, I had a DCE. Shout out to uh, Megan O'Hara, who is now Megan Flanick. Um, and I was just inspired watching her work with our youth 
um, and planning different things. And actually, one day after church service, I was talking with her and my pastor, and I kind of had no plan for college, but she was telling me about Concordia, and so I just kind of got excited, looked it up, free application, so that made it easy. Um, and yeah, been here ever since. It's a very important thing. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, your classes, the, the things that you've experienced. What's been challenging for you? Uh, we'll start with you, Benjamin. What's been challenging for you throughout this process of, of the classes and the, the formation, the field work, uh, looking ahead to internship, which I hear is, is quite the experience for y'all? Um, what, what's been challenging for you? Yeah, so I was homeschooled. So getting used to being in classes was definitely a new experience for mm-hmm. me. But I have, yeah, just grown through that. It's been good to be able to kind of see that side of learning. I use, I'm used to just reading through a book and doing stuff on my own. So mm-hmm. a lot more uh, intentional work with working with professors and such. So yeah, yeah. all right, Abby, what about you? Um, I would say a lot of our classes are very practical in terms of learning about the administration and behind the scenes of DCE work. And so that's been more of a challenge. I'm not as organized as I would like to be and maybe as I need to be. So mm-hmm. that's been um, a big challenge for me. That's something that I've learned a lot about. So. Mm-hmm. And Samantha, what about you? I think a story a lot of church workers can relate to. Um, navigating field work for the last two years with the pandemic has been oh. a real mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah. Um, and just seeing all the different shifts and changes and how ministry takes place there. And I think we should also highlight that this is not Samantha's first coffee hour. Oh. I was a guest of, I think, in 2020, talking about um, an international mission experience that we did online, and it was a really cool opportunity to learn more about That's why I recognize your voice. I don't know faces. I only know voices. I know. We really get to see our guests in person, especially since 2020. Everything's online. Makes way more sense So speaking of challenging things... Um, and challenges and, and things that are difficult, like the pandemic. Um, uh, let's move beyond that challenging stuff. Let's move on to the highlights of what's been fun, what's been delightful. What have you enjoyed most, Abby, about the DCE program as um, a senior? I've really enjoyed doing field work. My favorite thing is to do children's messages. I've really enjoyed getting involved in our children's ministry and getting to do uh, preschool Sunday school. So, Have you ever had the moment where the you know one child just totally usurps the whole thing and interrupts the, oh yes the, yes absolutely yeah. how do you recover <laughs> um we had to, we actually luckily had three teachers in the room because we had a larger <laughs> class that day so we were able to pull them aside and deal with the situation se- separately but yeah absolutely <laughs> see that real world experience is yeah. so valuable <laughs> um benjamin how about you what's been the highlight what have you enjoyed most so far yeah, I would have to also say field work. Uh, I love being able to just get my hands on ministry in a way and be able to experience that. Um, Abby and I are actually at the same field work church, so we get to kind of see the same sides of things. Uh, I always love working with our youth as well. We have um, some pretty strong youth programs at the church we're at, so uh, just really fun to be able to serve in that way and just kind of get your feet wet in there and be excited for what's to come soon. So, I think... My favorite thing has been learning not only more about ministry, but also more about myself. Um, there's been a lot of different ministry angles that I never thought I'd be interested in, but have learned to fall in love with throughout the coursework and everything. Um, so I came in knowing I wanted to do family ministry, but through my time at fieldwork and in classes, um, I got really interested in international ministry and also um, children's ministry. And it's just been really fun to build all those relationships and um, learn more about different ways and get to know kids and their families. And it's been so rewarding. So you have classes, you're getting involved in, in field work or field experience as well. 
doing international projects as well. Mm-hmm. How do you have time to do all of these things? <laughs> um, you know, as a, a, a DCE who's been in the field for a while, that's great that you're getting this experience because it's just like that in the, when, you, when you graduate <laughs> too and go into the parish or go into serving in an institutional setting where you're going to be juggling so many different things and so many schedules. Um, has it been challenging trying to figure out, okay, I have classes during the week and then I also have field work. Is your field work mostly on Sundays? Mostly it are, do you have it during the week as well? So Ben and I actually have Sunday field work and Wednesday field work. Um, we spend the whole day Sunday there, so we leave at like 7.50 in the morning and get back between 9 and 10 p.m. on Sundays. Oh, wow. And then we leave on Wednesdays right after choir rehearsal at 5 and get back about between 9 and 10. So quite a bit of time, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 Samantha, how about you? Um, I think our campus pastor always likes to joke that a college student is the busiest mammal on the planet. Um, and that's something I'm sure we've all seen in our college careers. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I think as much work as it is to juggle all those different things, especially even on-campus ministries we're involved with, it is um, every. It's easy to do when you love all of it. Um, and so balancing all those things is a little bit more fun when you have all these just different exciting things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, all three of you are seniors, which means... You've got your internships coming up. What are you guys looking forward to now that you've had four years of experience uh, doing classwork and and field work and things? What are you looking forward to with post-graduation or I guess internship and then post-graduation? Is that how it works? I don't know how this works. I'm not a DC. Yeah, internship (laughs) then graduation. All right, there we go. So what are you looking forward to with with your internships and and then uh, looking beyond that post-graduation? We'll start with you, Benjamin. Yeah, I'm most excited to jump into a new community and start building some of those relationships. We talk a lot, especially in our senior seminar class, about how once you first get to a ministry, you don't want to start trying to change things or anything. (laughs) So just getting in there and being able to build those relationships and make connections and see how the community operates and who's who in the ministry. I'm just really excited for that. Yeah, Samantha, what about you? I would really echo that. Um, not only getting to know a new context and a way a new church does ministry and how they approach things, but also um, getting to know the people there and their stories and how, what, how God is working in their lives um, is really rewarding and exciting. Mm-hmm. And Abby? I'm excited to be a little more in charge of stuff. I've loved getting the opportunity to learn under our fieldwork supervisor and under Debbie, but um, I'm really excited to have the opportunity to take control and um, lead stuff and, you know, be in charge of things. (laughs) So with internship right around the corner for most of you getting placement uh, next week, which is kind of exciting. Do you have hopes like tropical destinations? (laughs) Um, Do you have hopes of, or what kind of context you might be working in? I'm really excited to hopefully do family and children's ministry, but we'll see what happens. I would love to do anything, and I'm I'm kind of the person who will fall in love with anywhere I end up, so I'm sure it'll be wonderful no matter what. Benjamin? I think I'm excited to do youth ministry, uh, just being such involved in youth ministry as a youth. I just kind of want to give back in that way, so really hope that that's something I can do. Abby? I'm really interested in children's ministry. So any regions or any areas or the parts of the country you're really hoping for? <laughs> well, I don't have a specific region that I'm looking for, but I actually have been joking with Debbie this um, while we've been on this trip that I have to be somewhere where there's a Chick-fil-A. So <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I remember those days anticipating internship and like dropping hints to our DCE director that I would serve best in more of a tropical climate. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I ended up in Chicago. Yeah. So. <laughs> Nice job. <laughs> it's tropical in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I really have uh, enjoyed our time together, and I hope that you all have enjoyed learning about um, what happens here at the International Center. It's so nice that Dr. Arfson has made this a part of your D.C. education, that you get to come to the International Center and learn about um, who is the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod and some of our history here at the building. Um, that's something that I, I know that she has intentionally added to the program for you. So I hope you continue to learn more as you're here at the International Center. And thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour and spending some time in the studio with us. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for Thank having you. us. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Oh,